In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. God has called all men ministers to the family. This is a biblical mandate. If you are a man, you are called to minister to your family. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I am Jim Ramos, your host for the show, along with my co-host and friend dale culver how you doing man i'm doing really good man it's good to have you back on on equipping podcast the interview podcasts uh you're too busy running sound and taking care of the tech stuff for us yes and hoping so, it doesn't burn down oh you know it baby hey uh, you got a man word for me today i do my man word is cornerstone <laughs> completely way off why what are you talking about <laughs> well um I use this word because I'm thinking when the cornerstone is when you're building, like, say, a concrete house, which we don't do that a whole lot, yeah. but you would have that cornerstone there that kind of stabilizes the house. And I was thinking about a husband and a father that you're kind of the you're the cornerstone in your family. And if you're not strong and you're not level and you're not uh, uh, fitted in the right place doing what you need to be doing, the whole house could fall apart. Well, it's really interesting that word. I wasn't ready for that word, and so let me. I'm processing that word. So back in the ancient times, whenever they would put that, lay the cornerstone down, that actually stop, and that was the official beginning of the building, because off the cornerstone is how you get ninety degree angles. I was just talking to a guy the other day who built a shed, and it was off square. Yeah, which I did as well. <laughs> if you, which is not 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 surprising, knowing me. Whatever. But it screwed up the whole design and the yeah. work and everything because it wasn't square. So that cornerstone had to be perfectly square so it have right angles. And so I agree that the men, when a man gets it, everyone wins. That it starts with that man being squared so he can build the foundation properly for his family. Ironically, though, the the last stone they put on is called the capstone, mm-hmm. and that's the official ending of the of the of the actual structure. And so it's interesting also that men, you are the lid of your family. Mm-hmm. A, a man's family will not excel any higher than he, which is why so many families you see this generational curse and this generation after generation of certain types of people because the man is not available or around and to change the culture within that family structure. 
you I mean, we know some people we're very close to yeah. who've had to break out of uh generations of losers. Yeah. And but through Christ they did it. Right. And so this is important. So that's I really like that word. So hey, I want to get into uh the meat of the podcast today. And this is something that's been on my heart. I've been thinking about this, so I wanted to throw it into our quipping. I know we're doing the full capacity man series, but I want to throw this in. And this is this is a, a question, guys. Is it God's mission or a biblical mandate? So here's what I mean by that. I have noticed something over 30-plus years of ministry, especially with my brothers that attend church like I do. And I notice a lot of these guys, when, they're, when they have their kids, they stop serving in the church. And so we're talking, you know, our target audience with Men in the Arena is men between the ages of 28, 55, with kids in the home. We call that that 25 or so year window the stress bubble. So this is what this is where the arena happens. This is what happens during those 25 years is what will be written on your tombstone. How you react and respond during that time period is how you will be remembered by those who love you the most. And so uh, I believe that biblically every Christian is a minister and every minister has a ministry. Uh, if you want to imitate Jesus, you can't imitate Jesus without serving other people. And so in the family context, here is the problem that I want to address. It's the man who stops serving others because, as he puts it, his family is his ministry. Have you have you do you ever have you ever heard that honestly like oh, I'm not doing that and my family's my ministry? Yeah. You have? I okay. Have, yeah. Then it's not I'm not alone. I, I figured you had. Oh yeah. So you got these and and usually the guys saying this are godly men deeply devoted to their family. Actually they're probably one percenters. I mean these are but a lot of our guys, the majority of our guys listen to the podcast are one percenters. These are mm-hmm. great dads, great men, guys who are engaged. But the the problem biblically when we say my family is my ministry and they stop serving across the board, the problem with that is it's simply not biblical. It's an errant way of thinking about Scripture. And here's what I want to say about this. Because, guys, we're trying to get you to be your best version. So here's the lie. Are you ready? Guys, here's the lie. God has called all men ministers to the family. This is a biblical mandate. If you are a man, you are called to minister to your family. God has called you by gender, by your choice, of course. You know, men are made, men are born, but men are made. When you he's called all men to lead their families well. All men. It is a mm-hmm. biblical mandate. Now, that is different than God's mission. So the biblical mandate is love your wife, love your kids, be the spiritual leader. The mission is different. Your mission is a specific thing that God has wired you to do based on several key factors. Now, that thing may change over time. That thing may be more than one thing. But God has wired every man, every human differently. He's uniquely crafted us. And this is old school Rick Warren material out of his book, The Purpose Driven Life. God has given every person a specific shape. And that shape drives God's mission for them. Mm -hmm. So it's uniquely crafted by God for that man. Where the biblical mandate is general across the board for all of humanity, or in this case, mankind. Right? Okay. Love your wife. Lead your kids. 
So the spiritual shape, and these are the five key things that God has given to us to make us unique in his grand kingdom drama are S. And this spells the word shape, guys. It's an acrostic, man. <laughs> this is like great man stuff here. Super easy. You can actually hold up your hand. And you can actually write these in a Sharpie on your fingertips or your knuckles if you're tough, a tough guy. Anyway, spiritual gifts. God is when we got when we got, when we get saved, God gives us spiritual gifts. There are spiritual gifts out there everywhere. You can go online and take tests. Your church probably has spiritual gifts tests. I mean, I try to take a spiritual gifts test every three years, maybe. I've taken a lot over the years, and I've, it's been fun to watch God gift me in different areas. Like when we launched Men in the Arena 10 years ago, this is our 10th year anniversary, God gave me the gift of faith. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I needed it, baby. I needed it. Anyway, so spiritual gifts. H, what is your heart or passion? You know, Dale, I came across a T-shirt the other day with an or I can't remember the name of the company, but I'm going to buy it. And it's it was a it was Popeye on there, and it said that's all I can stands I can't stands it no more. That's good. And see this Popeye moment is uh is is so powerful. You know how how has God wired your passion? Men in the Arena was launched out of a coffee shop in Sisters, Oregon. When I realized God had changed my passion, and I had a passion for men, and don't take that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It was a passion to help men become their best version, and it changed my life, and I'm, I'm hoping it's changed many of yours as well. A, what are your abilities or your learned skills? What are the things that you can bring to the table that you do really well? P, what is your personality or temperament? I love Florence Littower's Personality Plus. Uh, you can take the DISC analysis. A lot of people are really into the Enneagram stuff right now. You can take Myers-Briggs. There are so many tests out there to really understand what your temperament and personality are. I love understanding temperaments and personalities. They they really give me freedom in my expression with other people and how I interact with those that I uh, deal with daily. And then the last thing is my experience and personal history. You know, God doesn't waste a pain. God turns your mess into his message. I mean, all these cliches are cliches, but they're true. You know, God takes your tragedy and turns it into his trophy. I mean, I made that one up, Dale. That was good. That's That Just was a now? good one. That was a one I made up at Maranatha Church on, oh. when I spoke about that buck, that the old broken top. So, But God takes a potential tragedy, and he turns it into a trophy. And mm-hmm. so these are your experience, guys. Uh, Romans 8, 28 says, For all things work to the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You know, in the next week here, we're... We're uh, saying goodbye to one of uh, a guy at our church. His wife just passed away of cancer, a, a mutual friend of ours, sister. Mm-hmm. And then I've got another family that I've been dear friends with for 10 years, and their dad just passed away battling dementia for 10 years. Anyway, um, that's hard stuff, but that's stuff that God wants to redeem. He he wants to redeem those moments. So, guys, back to this. So that God has crafted you uniquely. You are a creature. You are a uniquely crafted man, and there's no other man like you, and God has a mission for you during this season. But for every man, he has a biblical mandate. We can't confuse the two of those. You know, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to love my wife, and I'm going to be the best dad I can be and the best grandpa I can be, but I also have a mission that moves way beyond my mandate. And I know you do, Dale, and I know every man does. So, guys, just wanted to, I just wanted to, you know, kind of like when I'm cutting up a buck, I'm sifting out the sinew from the muscle so I can cut a good steak up. That's what we're doing here. We're kind of sifting away that sinew, and we're, we're saying, okay, these two are distinct. 
Now, how will you respond? So, Dale, what's up, man? Take us home. Yeah, guys, why don't you head on over to our website at meninarena.org and grab your free electronic version of our newest book, Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. Also, while you're there, click on Join Our Program and get in one of our many virtual teams. Until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.